This week on the podcast, I'm so happy to introduce you to my friend, Carissa Weaver. She is a crystal healer and empowerment coach. She helps women use crystals to tune into their intention and use them to transform their patterns of thinking that have held them in place. I know you're going to get a lot of great insights and practical tips in working with crystals in this conversation with Carissa. Thanks for joining us. Hey there, friends. Are you looking for tools to resolve stress, reliable information to support your whole health, tips to help you motivate yourself and identify when motivation is fading before it happens, implementation, accountability, and someone to remind you to celebrate even the small successes where you could find tools you can use and accountability in a community that cheers you on, where information about health trends and lifestyle is reliable and straightforward. I know that you have what it takes to up-level your health habits and restore your resilience. You just might need a boost to start building momentum. I've designed a membership where you can choose the level of support you'd like to get every month. Whether it's tuning in to connect with like-minded change makers or getting personalized support with one-on-one coaching to help you chart your path to success. Check out the link for the Velocity membership at happifiedlife.com. Special pre-launch pricing is now available for premium support, but you can jump in for free if you just want to test the waters. I look forward to seeing you inside. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy this week to introduce you to the marvelous Carissa Weaver. She is a crystal healer and empowerment coach for women. Her love of crystals deepened following years of living with undiagnosed postpartum depression and anxiety. Incorporating crystals into her life not only allowed her to experience the benefit of their metaphysical properties, but also the discovery of how to use them in ways that unlocked her potential. With these powerful tools, Carissa helps her clients unlock the life of their dreams by using crystals as a catalyst for healing and revelation to transform the patterns of thinking that keep them stuck. We all need a shift sometimes, don't we? (laughs) Certainly do. Thank you for joining me, Carissa. I'm so happy to have you here and share this conversation. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And so I will try not to get too far ahead of myself. I'm going to put a bookmark in that thought, and I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit. So along the way, I understand, although, and we were just chatting about how perfect your business name is, Three Charmed Gems, but that's really the evolution of some other work that you've done. So where did you start out in this space? So in this space, I started out on the guidance of my psychiatrist, he suggested I look for things outside of medication to help manage my symptoms. And he is of an Eastern medicine tradition. So he was into the, he suggested yogas and meditation and all of those fun things. So 
when I was introduced to the yoga world, I saw all these women wearing beautiful malas. And I thought to myself, they're really pretty. And as a kid, I used to play with crystals. So I thought, I'm crafty. I'll make jewelry. And that became a form of moving meditation. So after a while, you only need so many jewel- so many bracelets, so many malas. And so I started to sell them in local spas and gift shops and farmer's markets. And as my practice grew, I then became certified in life coaching and all of the fun things on my personal discovery travels. And so now I've shifted over from the crystal jewelry making to more of a crystal healing with coaching aspect. And it's just an evolution. And I named the business Three Charm Gems because I have three kids and I was working with gems. And it just seamlessly moves into the next world of dealing with emotional imbalances and emotional struggles and how you can use the crystals with them. I love that. And I love how what starts out as a solution can kind of lead us to places that we don't expect it to carry us when we stay open. Mm -hmm. Very true. And that's one of the things I love about working with crystals because in our society, we're taught to look outside of ourselves for an answer. So you will most likely go and buy a book at the store for crystal meanings and properties. And then as a beginner, you'll go out and buy specific ones. But crystals have multiple layers to them, just like people. I'm not just a mom. I'm not just a girl. I'm not just a wife. I am a a whole combination of things. And in certain circumstances, I will react certain ways. And crystals do exactly the same thing. So you might be told that you need rose quartz to help bring love and compassion into your life. But as you work with the crystal, you'll find deeper layers of how it enhances your energy or your emotional balance. And it's just beautiful because you can pick up a crystal, not know what it's for, and it can serve purpose. I love that. And that relationship that you have or understanding of it can continue to change shape. And when I realized we had to have this conversation on the air was the day that we were chatting and I was talking about how I use flower essences for clients. And it's not a really forefront aspect of what I do and how I work. Right. I want to keep my practice and my approach very grounded and relatable for people who aren't as comfortable stepping into the more woo-woo side of things. Right. Right. And once we start to tune in and be more aware of the messages from our body and what kind of support works for us and doesn't, once we're more open to that line of communication, we can be aware of more subtle shifts. And so I like to use homeopathy, especially looking at how it's reflected in people's constitutional types, which is very much like Chinese medicine. And I love flower essences because they're beautiful, energetic remedies. They're not essential oils. They're actually the complete opposite. They're not very concentrated. They're dilute. And they bring us back into balance emotionally. And if emotional dis-ease with a hyphen can set the stage for disease, we can shift that. So in having intention with which flower essences we choose to work with or deciding which emotions we want more of. And I heard you saying exactly the same thing about how you work and you help your clients learn to work with crystals in being more intentional rather than leafing through the pages of a book and saying, oh, lapis is good for this. Yes. Because intuitively we all know what's wrong with ourselves, right? We, we might not have the vocabulary for it, or we might not have 
the way to express it. But we know deep down, I don't feel good. I want to feel better. I'm not happy. You might not know why, but you know those basic things. And and when we start to follow more intuitively, we get what we need. It's when we look to someone else to define it or to create our path, that's when we find most of our cognitive dis- dissonance happens. Yes. So I, and very much with the, the essences, it's subtle energies that we're shifting and those subtle shifts open up worlds. Definitely, definitely. I love that. And I think it's so important to help people find the space to tune into that because there's so much input and we think things have to align with what society deems important. You know, when we really tune in, we might even recognize that the goals that we've been working for, that we've been giving ourselves a hard time for not reaching or living up to, aren't even, they don't even resonate with us. It's something perhaps our parents help to imprint on us or societal expectations. Exactly. Yes. And that happens a lot with new moms. And that was where I found myself without knowing because our our journey to parenthood was fun. But having the postpartum, we moved when my son was nine months old. We moved across the country to Alberta from Toronto. And then when he was, we had our second child while we were living there. And then when she was one, we moved east back back to the east coast but into another country down to this down to New Jersey. So always having huge life changes leaves you lost and then symptoms get lost in there as well because am I sad because I've left my family or am I sad because I have left the town I've known so many reasons for getting lost when you trust that you can find your way with something that you follow intuitively it's a lot easier. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, perhaps if you have one of those decks, not only a tarot deck, but other kinds of Oracle decks and you draw a card and it just happens to have the message that you needed to read on it that day, right? Yes. That perspective shift that's like, oh, okay, I've got a handle on this. I'm up to this challenge. I'm not feeling as overwhelmed or unprepared as I was. Right. Yes. And it's so nice to know you're not alone. <laughs> Yes. And so would you say in your coaching work, I feel like this is something you probably see time and time again, and people tend to think that they're the only ones in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I felt the same way too. When I was at my worst, I didn't have a vocabulary. I didn't have knowledge of truly what was wrong. And and that was because over the years we kept moving and having more kids. And then we decided I'm not moving anymore because I don't want any more kids. So that's kind of why we stuck where we are. But then the journey of learning how to vocalize that stuff. And so if somebody comes to me and I say, well, pick a crystal, what are you drawn to? And they they will say, well, which one do I need? And I'm like, but it's not about which one you need. It's which one you want. And having as a reminder for what you're trying to pull in, because you're drawn to colors, you're drawn to flowers, you're drawn to scent for reasons. And then allowing yourself that privilege of going down that path creates a completely different transformation. And then what I love about crystals is that you can have them front and center. So I have them sitting on my desk. I've put them there because a certain intention was in my mind when I put it there. So every time I look at it, it reminds me of what I'm trying to invite, what I'm trying to accomplish. Yes. And I love that too. So you can appreciate not only the vibration or inherent support that the stones might have, 
but also just as a mental reminder, as a visual reminder to take you back to that place. This is what I want to call in. This is how I want to feel when I'm doing my work. And we can have a little bit more authority in creating our space or precisely how we move forward. Yeah. I love that. Does that tend to hang people up the first time you ask them to pick the stone that appeals to them? Do they get a little overwhelmed? Majority do. Yes. So when I'm at the farmer's market presenting my crystals, I try to not keep a lot of the metaphysical properties front and center because we're taught to read books to find our knowledge. And so the minute you put something written down, they have to read it and they won't think for themselves. So I I try to hide properties, even though I know that's what people want, because once you experience the confirmation that the stone you pick or the crystal you pick, whatever, you know, I'm not a big picky person about like specific calling it crystal versus stone. But when you get that confirmation that the crystal you've picked is the one you need to work with, that confirmation is so life altering because that's your first step of following your intuition and learning to trust yourself again. And we've conditioned that out of ourselves over the years of going to school, having to regurgitate information, only one right answer for a test. We've been so conditioned to fall inside a box that this is one way that I challenge my clients to pick a path for themselves. I'm laughing at myself because it's so true. Even (laughs) though I've been working with crystals and I have quite a collection I always do look for that card or notes that the seller might have available to say, oh, yes, I do need that. Oh, and I need that too. And then I've got, you know, eight in my hands. Yes. And we fall prey to first year medical school or medical student syndrome like anybody else, right? The minute you start reading the properties of a crystal or what it's good for, we're going to think of those things in our lives that match that symptom. And then we get lost again, because we're looking outside of where our heart will show us the path for, because we're looking at someone else's words or someone else's suggestions. And I'm not saying that helping somebody identify those things is is horrible, but when you're being told versus when you're exploring, and those are two two different things. So my coaching is more of that exploring side, as opposed to you need to follow these steps. Yes. Thank you. And I think that as people get into a space where they recognize something isn't working for them, if that's being satisfied in their career or just being happy in the broader sense, and they start looking for resources, you know, we go to Dr. Google and then we find all of these things. And then just like you say, that medical school syndrome where, oh, I've got this and it started with this and all of these connections and we go down this rabbit hole and we do, we stop tuning into ourselves and we start digging for resources and answers. Right. And I think that that you just brought this awareness back to me and I can see that this is like how you can really support your clients. I love this approach is that instead of giving them that cover story or something to fall back on and lean on and not trusting themselves when you let them ask and look for the answers for your own questions, that's a completely different process, isn't it? A very different process, yes. And it, do, it doesn't mean that I leave them unsupported. I will give them, you can try this, you can try that, but it, it's never a black and white, you must do, which is completely different from what our traditional ways of doing things, right? When we go to the doctor, we want them to say, this is the way we treat you. 
There's, you know, it's so black and white. There's no middle ground. And that doesn't always work in this kind of an experience where you're working through symptoms of depression and anxiety, which doesn't always have a rational black and white cause. So having that warmth and fuzzy area to find and explore makes it easier to find answers. Yes. A woman that I used to work with, and I quote her in so many different sayings that she used to have, but she would say, dwelling in the realm of possibility, Mm -hmm. right? When you're not in a race to fill in the blanks or answer to other people, you give yourself that space. It's surprising to see what comes up. Right. Right. We don't give ourselves credit for how much we truly know. And so then as people come and work with you through the course of coaching or self-exploration, do you see them continue their own study of crystals or exploration on their own? Is this a habit-forming practice? It is a habit-forming practice. Once you start collecting crystals or working with them, it's very rare that you stop because crystals are made up of minerals and elements. And those minerals and elements are exactly what we're built of in our physical form. So There is unlimited potential for combinations of crystals and some are more rare than others. And I'm not one to have to worry about gem quality. That that isn't what I strive for, but some people do. So some people you'll find just want them because they're pretty colors and they're fun shapes and others are wanting to delve really deeply into it and, and really follow the exotic combinations. And once you start, it's a very slippery slope. Fun and a pretty one at that. It is. It is. And like you say, with your example of having a couple on your desk, it's a beautiful way to put some more intention or choose a path or frame of mind. Right. To yes. call yourself back to. Yeah. I love it. Can you give us some ideas or ways in which if somebody hasn't done a lot of work with crystals or exploring them and is just starting out, how have you incorporated them into perhaps your self-care routine? So one of my favorite ways to bring intention into my life and use crystals is by wearing crystal jewelry. So I'm going to the store and it doesn't have to be, again, gem quality crystals, but you can easily go to a store and pick up a $30 bracelet that has a gemstone in it. And as long as the gemstone, it brings up an emotion for you and an emotion that you want to carry, then wear it. So maybe you go to Claire's and you pick up a $5 bracelet, but it's the color that resonates for you. Then that's perfect. The first step. Another way is to have them on your desk or to pick them up and meditate with them and just have them in the palms of your hand. Or if you want, you can place them on chakra energy centers, but there's no one perfect way to work with your crystals either. And that's another place where people get stuck is that, well, I have these things and what do I do with them? And my answer, when they say, well, do I meditate or do I make crystal grids or do I make an elixir? And I'm like, yes. Because what you want to do with your crystals is what you want to do. And there's no wrong way. You can't mess it up. So meditation is quick and easy. Pop crystal one, two in your hand or place it on your third eye if you want. Place it on your desk so you can see it. And I don't have one in my hand today, but usually when I am doing speaking in spaces where I'm not familiar, I usually have one in my hand that I'm just constantly just spinning it in my hand to channel nervous energy. And when you refer to elixirs, are you talking about 
I believe, but I don't want to assume we're talking about the same thing I've heard of, but not used much myself, gemstone essences. So there are two schools of thought. You can put crystals in the water, which is fine if that's what you're wanting to do. And then there's second school of thought is that you line crystals around the water glass and let it energetically infuse. So there, there are just a couple caveats that I want to mention for someone who's choosing to put crystals in the water. You want to choose your harder stones. So having Mohs scale of five or more, and then also avoid crystals that have harmful elements. So some of the crystals will have lead. Obviously, you don't want to put a crystal that has lead properties into your water and then drink it. And you're talking about the Mohs hardness scale. Is that spelled M-O-H-S? Correct. So people can Google that, like the Mohs hardness of this Mm -hmm. type of stone and to check out their chemical composition. I think that's a very important recommendation. Very, very important. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Here where I am in Southern California, there's lots of shops that cater to people in the more metaphysical and exploration space. And I've seen the water bottles with the little container in the bottom of it. So you can actually put some gems in the bottom of your water bottle and then they're right next to, but not touching the water. Yes. And that would be my preference of way of doing it only because I also get lazy and I don't necessarily clean the crystals well enough to then place them in the water. And crystal wholesalers, I love them, but they aren't treating your crystals as if they're going to be in something that you're consuming. So, and yes, we always say cleanse and and prepare your crystals, but you just don't know where they've been. So my preference is not to place them actually in the water, but to have them around the water or somehow with the water, but not in it. Yes. Yeah. There are ways. It's limitless, right? We're living in that realm of possibility. Right. And so that leads to another question that I wanted to ask, because you did mention cleansing or clearing your crystals. And some people, I mean, I think when you get in this space and then you start to think things are common knowledge, but I think a lot of people are aware of that concept. When you get a crystal, you want to cleanse it for any energetic attraction or or history that isn't going to be suitable for you or beneficial. So how do you recommend people to cleanse or clear crystals? There are unlimited ways to cleanse and clear crystals, especially on an energetic level, because cultural way, we have different ways of doing things. And, And so what we're drawn to because of our upbringing is tendency to be what is good for us. So we'll have innate ways. And and one of the best ways is, is water. But then again, if your crystal's something like a selenite or a chrysocolla, it will disintegrate in water because it's so soft. So you don't want to use water for all options, but you can use the same things you would do for any energy practice. You can use smoke, you can use light, you can use other crystals, you can use candlelight as well as water. And that's just to name a handful. You could use moonlight, sunlight. And we can just keep going on and on and on because it's unlimited and it's based on what you resonate with as an individual. So an individual who's brought up in more of a shamanic tradition, they're going to want to practice a way that goes with their practices, which is usually a smoke cleansing. Whereas someone who is not familiar with shamanic or Southern South American traditions it's not going to necessarily resonate with them. And they're just going to sit there scratching their head saying, but why does that work? So then you could come in and you could do clapping 
right? Like that just jars the energy and it does exactly what you're trying to do. Think of when you were a kid and somebody wanted your attention and you had your back to them and what would they do? Would they clap their hands or snap their fingers or whistle at you? It jarred you out of that pattern you were in to do something different. And that's really the crux of what we're doing with cleansing a crystal. So helpful. Thank you. That's fantastic. Permission to do what suits you. <laughs> yes. I'm a fan of putting them out when the moon is full myself. Give them a little change of scenery and remind me to move them around and give them a little love. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's no wrong practice, right? Like we think about things in cultural appropriation and there's no wrong practice. It's as long as you're bringing a practice and honoring it for what it serves, there's no problem. Right. Exactly. That's where my mind was going again, too. It comes back to the intention, the intention of what you would like to get from working with the crystal, the intention of clearing it from any older energy so that it is ready to take on a new intention and serve in another method of support. Yes. 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 So fun, right? Everything you never thought that this simple little crystal that you buy for $3 at some metaphysical shop you wouldn't necessarily think that it could be so deep. I remember going to one time when I was in Las Vegas at the Bellagio, when they always have really incredible installations or arrangements kind of in their lobby or adjacent to it. I saw a rose quartz sphere that was probably three feet tall. I mean, that was easily over a decade ago, but I still remember that stone and that beautiful spring installation. So mm -hmm. they have an impact on us. They do. They do. And that's one of the things I love about them. And so in your coaching practice, would you say that you always start with the crystals or do you let your clients decide how much of an aspect they're going to play in their process with you? So in my program, I use six crystals and they are six crystals that will take them from an insecure place through to confidence. And I use them in an order that allows them to travel through a growth pattern. So the first thing we need to do when we're going into a growth pattern is identifying where it is we want to be going. So we use clear quartz as our first crystal, and that's because it's, it's a clear crystal and it also helps us gain clarity. So you don't need a huge crystal collection to do healings. Again, I'm not saying don't have a large collection because... Once you start, how do you stop? <laughs> but that myth of I need so many stones to deal with each little thing. So I use the six crystals and anybody who signs up for my program gets the bundle of six crystals mailed to their home and they're suggested, but you don't have to use them. They're just, they're tools because a lot of what we're doing is dealing with thought patterns and limiting beliefs and behaviors that we have so ingrained in our being that we don't even realize they're there. And so if the crystal helps bring in added attention or added awareness, that's what they're there for. Beautiful. And I love that. I agree completely. And that's something that I've gone back to. And in a couple of my little introductory programs or five-day reset, that's where I start too, is what is your intention? What would you like to change or what is not working for you? Right. Because just like we were saying at the top of the show, we are under demands all the time. We are always feeling like we're pushing towards something in general. If anybody out there doesn't feel like that, let me know. You're invited to my show. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so we're always working towards something, but I think very few of us stop to get crystal clear. Mm -hmm. The best puns are unintentional on what is the picture that we're working towards. Correct. Yeah. And then we get all twisted up and well, why do I only seem to bring in the things that don't work for me or the things that don't make me happy? Or why is there so much conflict in my life? And when you start to take a closer look and get quiet and listen, you realize, well, because you're sending out some conflicting messages. So clarity is... Clarity is number one. One. And then we also use selenite to cleanse out the energies that don't serve us. And we use smoky quartz to transmute the negative thought patterns. We use rose quartz to help with the self-love. Amazonite is the one that we use when we're working through the heartfelt communication to be able to speak what we need to with heart and not conflict. And then we have citrine as the last one. And that's the one that we use when we're in that growth phase of making something real. So those are the six crystals and the basic way that we use them. I love that. I love that because... Every one of those aspects, I agree 110% and are things we don't often give ourselves permission to explore and look more deeply into. And then when you can just have a crystal in your hand as you're meditating, or today, this is what we talked about in my session with Carissa. I'm going to put this crystal on my nightstand tonight as I sleep and just give things a little time to germinate. Exactly. Yeah. Then I think that's really where we start to give ourselves the space for connections and insights to start coming to us. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And space is exactly what we need to give ourselves. Yes, mama. (laughs) (laughs) As we were talking earlier about how you have come to this place where now you're very clear on what works for you and what doesn't. And your families learn to provide for themselves when mom is off duty. Exactly. (laughs) Because I'm not going to be there when they're off at college. Right, right. And the same thing I think is true for the people that we work with as we're coaching. You know, our ultimate goal is that then they've got the confidence to draw on, to choose their next tools and keep moving themselves forward, you know, and then through check-ins, we can say, how's that working for you? Reflect back. Right. And we're on a, we're, we're, until the day we die, we're on a growth path and you'll circle back at your next evolution of self to right where we are when we start, which is where do I go? What am I doing? Because every level and every evolution of who we are, we're learning something, we're growing in some way. And once you know how to use the crystals to bring out your best, you can just keep going up that spiral staircase and doing exactly what I teach you to do in the, in the coaching. Yes. So please share with our audience, how can they learn more about the work that you do? How can they learn how to work with you? All right. So I do a lot of stuff for my audience in my free Facebook group called the Charmed. It's the Charmed Community. So you can find that on Facebook. And if anybody is interested in perhaps bringing crystal empowerment into their life, they can feel free to book a charm chat with me and we can find out what clarity they need and how I can help get them there. Beautiful. I love it. We will have a link to your Facebook group in the show notes so people connect with you there on Facebook. And I know through some other conversations that you and I have had, there's some really great conversation going on inside the group. So if you're like, what is this all about? You know, I haven't played with crystals before. You can start to kind of test the waters and explore a little bit in the space that Carissa's created. 
Yes. It's a growing group of ladies all wanting to use crystals and their tarot for personal development. So it's a fun place to be. Yes. And the more we give ourselves the space to grow, then the more we are thriving. That we're not alone, right? Like there's, there's a lot of the spiritual or a lot of the woo-woo that we don't feel that we can share with the rest of the world. But when you feel alone, you really don't know what to do. And you don't know how, again, you don't know how to vocalize what you need. So when you enter into a space and all the women are there for the same reason, it's empowering in and of itself. So, so true. So true. Yep. That's why you and I resonate on so many different (laughs) levels, because we both recognize that community is something that so many people are missing. And just because we might not have people in our immediate sphere within our friends and family who are having the same curiosities and explorations doesn't mean that we're isolated in this path. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I learned from moving so much with little kids that when you don't have your regular group of friends and you're needing all new people every two years, you really don't feel like you have a sense of community. And that is a big way to feel lost in this world that is so big, but so small. Exactly. Exactly. It can feel really big and like you're floating around all alone, but these little connections, right, get us back into that small world situation where we start recognizing that that we are also connected. That's right. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you, my dear. I'm so grateful for you and our time together today. Thank you for joining me on the show. Is there anything else that we didn't get to cover that you want to share? Not off the top of my head. If there is, I'll have to come back for another conversation. Consider yourself invited. We'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yep. And by all means, we'd love to hear back too. If anybody has any comments or questions, we'll have the podcast. The video will be up on YouTube too. So we can always continue the conversation until next time. Thank you, Carissa. Take good care. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.